There's just so much to pull out of this reading, and it's so uh, it's so appropriate for this our period of our of our history. The I remember going back to when I was a new pastor. You know, the the seminary they sent us out, and you have one life that's very regimented, very everything's planned for you, lots of stress and and things packed in. And I tell the deacons, I said, you know, you think that you've learned something, but the learning curve begins when you get out. It's like marriage or anything else. Really, it's when the rubber hits the road is when you start to learn about life. And so they don't really prepare you for what's coming, but they did say to us, all right, we've tried to form you for six years, which they do to a fault almost, and then now you're going to be your own formation director. So for three months, nobody could come to church except for a couple of people. We all had to be our own formation directors. How did we do in this time? Some are still not able to come for various reasons. We are our own formation directors. We can't just rely on church on Sunday. How am I praying? How am I keeping my faith going? What am I going to do? What if the church closed again? Do I just close up my prayer life? Uh, we have to put something else there. We're watching on video. We might want to get a missile so we can read the readings during the week and ponder them in our hearts like Mary did and to have a place in, in the house that has some holy objects where we might pray in that area or be inspired by it and doing good works. Like I'm always plugging we share, but you know we can't pass the bucket for the other good works besides St. Ed's, but they're on that. They're there, and you can actually uh, still participate in that, and that way you have that outreach component. But are we, uh, what kind of fruit are we bearing in the midst of this, of, of this uh, difficulty that we're facing, you know, it can be the sidewalk, the weeds, the, the good ground, or the, um, the shallow soil. And our reaction will follow whatever we've been cultivating. The garden of our soul is going to be revealed by circumstances when the situation gets tough. Uh, remember, being a new priest, again, you know, you're not prepared. <laughs> One is never prepared for what's actually coming. You can be a prepper whatever, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and then what comes catches you by surprise every time. It's always on the left field. I remember when 9-11 occurred, I was in Tillamook. It's still a relatively new pastor, 2001. That would have been one year of pastor. And uh, I didn't realize that practically everyone in town wanted a service that evening. It seems obvious, doesn't it? But it wasn't to me as a pastor. But I do remember that weekend, that I don't know about what St. Ed's was like, but the church was 100% full that weekend. And I think that was true everywhere in the country. But by the next weekend, it had died down. See how, the, how you get an immediate inspiration that shoots up quickly, but there's no roots. And it withers very quickly. Because that's, that's, it's in the wrong soil. The, soil it, the, the lesson did not last. And I think we're in the midst of a lesson. It's a, it's a lesson plan. You know, we're really in school. We never really leave school. We graduate from college, like the deacons all here. By this time, by the time they get to, Deacon Ryan had to leave early, you know, because of the pandemic thing. But they get deaconitis, and you really can't teach them anything more after about March, you know. And uh, all of you may remember being a senior in high school, getting senioritis. But we never really leave school. And this is part of a lesson plan. It's like, all right, I'm taking away communion for three months for you, or longer. For many, we're still praying the spiritual communion prayer for many who can't come for various reasons. So uh, 
how am I nourishing my faith? Was I planted in shallow ground after all? You know, I, I'm, a couple of things around here, a number of people's homes I've learned from living here for so long now have clay under them, and the ground is shallow. You know, you have to either get rid of that clay or you end up with a mini version of Lake Labish in your backyard, or uh, things just don't grow deep. They can't get through that layer. Or in my case, over here, I planted a bunch of stuff and watered like crazy, and the roots never got a chance to go deep because they didn't have to. And then something blew over in there. <laughs> they, you know, some of these plants need to have the drought so that they can seek the deeper water. And this is what we've been going through. All right, it's not going to be so easy for you now. Are we going to seek that deeper water? Or, or am I going to remain shallow? And then when something like this comes, my faith blows over because I haven't really gotten into it. Have I been hearing the word of God? And, or are the, the cares of this world, which is really a big thing right now for a lot of our parishioners and people in the world that are having job problems or marriage or family problems, cooped up, cooped up too long together. Talk to some, some who are, are working from home. Some of them tell me the greatest struggle is that the other half is working at home also and want to get away from each other a little bit. I don't have that trouble, but I found I got away from all of you, and I didn't like that too much. <laughs> There's nobody here on Sunday. Oh my gosh, you know. And but it's it suddenly you find out what what's valuable. You know, uh, we can get so caught up with the cares in the world that there's no time for prayer, and suddenly we're beginning to lose our connection with the Lord. If I'm not talking with somebody I love or a good friend, are we're going to drift and drift and drift until finally it's just a Christmas card, and then you're gone, right? And. That's what we don't want that to happen with our relationship with the Lord. Uh, at some stage of life, just about everybody gets to the point where they may not be able to come to church anymore. We come to them. During this period, we could not even come to them. They had to rely on media uh, because we were, we've been locked out of these places and they were locked in. But still, we can do things. We can pray. We can read scripture. We can meditate. Uh, we can still do good to others. And so we continue our faith. Just like uh, the Japanese martyrs, you know, the Jesuits came in there, I think it was the 17th century, I'm not good with dates, but it was somewhere around in that vicinity, they all got martyred, and when the missionaries came back 150 years later, all the Catholics were waiting for them, they hadn't had mass for over 100 years, but they'd kept the faith waiting for when the priests would come back, and the nuns, because they'd been saying the rosary and reading the scriptures and waiting. And that's what, you know, that part of that's, is our Lord is helping us to hopefully deepen our faith. Uh, some are sidewalks. That's another kind of thing in which nothing gets in. And in that respect, uh, oftentimes at funerals, I'll be preaching up here. Some have come in against their will because they don't want to be in a church or they don't want to be around death. One understands this, this feeling, but nothing you can say is going to get in. Bouncing right off like a sidewalk. I told the Lord once, I said, I said, Lord, some of these people don't listen no matter what you say. I said, give me some more better words to say. And he said, well, look, with me it was only 25%, so what do you expect? <laughs> he said, 75% of them didn't get it when I was preaching. So there you go, right? Um, but perhaps with this experience, we're a sidewalk and don't get it, that God is trying to tell the world something, maybe you something, maybe me something. He certainly taught me something about my about my vocation. I'm connected to you. 
I'm not a priest of one. I don't need to be ordained for myself. You know, so it's, you go through a kind of an existential... I've never had a crisis with the priesthood. And you hear that kind of phrase. It, it's, uh, I've always known what a priest is and what I'm supposed to do, but when, you're, when, you're, when, you're, when your uh, parish family's gone, you uh, uh, kind of wonder, what, am, what are we supposed to be doing? What we did as a staff was we got our... We got our... Um, got our <laughs> Thank you, Lord. We got ourselves in gear, and we uh, and we did what we could for you from beginning to end. Opening church on Sunday and the live streaming, which is still going on, uh, it's going to continue to go on. We have many people watching daily mass because they can't get out, and we have the camera. We got the means, and we're doing it. And uh, I think that's we found out who we are when a crisis occurs. We don't close the shop up. We try to get there and be there for people that can't be there. I can't. Nothing's perfect in this world. Nothing goes right. We're still trying to get communion right in here. We've been trying for two weeks now. But, you know, we, it, God has a way of making everything work too good. It's, it's what we've been through in life which makes us who we are. And this is something we're all sharing together. What is the message here? I, I see it as a message of vulnerability. It kind of like, wake up, life is precious, so is church. You know, what you took for granted is now going to be perhaps a long time before we have it back. The, for 30 years, we cultivated singing in church, and now nobody seems to be able to sing. Isn't that ironic? I think that's funny. We, when I was young, we had a 30-minute ride apiece at the prayer meetings I used to attend, and now we can't do it. The, cup, the, 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 uh, the communion cup was given after Vatican II, and now nobody's drink can have it all over the world. And so we have these, these dichotomies, and yet it makes us hunger and long for what we don't have and also to deepen what we do have. And so each of us has to respond in our own way to what God is, the seeds God is putting out is different for each garden, but each of us is a garden that the Lord is cultivating. But we and I, you and I have to cooperate so we don't just have a bunch of blackberry bushes or clay under the soil or so many cares that we're not cultivating it or nothing but concrete that God can't, God's message to us in, this, in these weird times we live in is not getting in. I don't know what the message is for you, but it, it's probably different for me as a, as a priest, you know, but, but God has something in mind. So we thank God that no matter what happens in our lives, there is no suffering in this world that can even begin to compare to the glory that is yet to be revealed in our own futures through Christ our Lord. Amen.